Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results. Well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show, because this show is all about inspiration, not just in demystifying the client acquisition process known as sales, but also in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to help others cultivate self-compassion so they can quiet their inner critic and ride with ease through turbulent times. So I am super excited to introduce Christy Stuber. Now, Christy is a professional life coach certified with the International Coach Federation. And she has spent the past 20 years and more helping people live the lives they desire. Now, she is also a licensed clinical social worker, a certified neurotransformational coach, and was trained under Brene Brown's Dare to Lead program. Now, Christy made the courageous and compassionate decision to start her own business during the pandemic and has coached over 500 people across the globe. And Christy is based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, welcome, Christy. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Hi, Wendy. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I just love how you're helping people create the lives they love. I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're not doing. Oh gosh, I'm so excited to share it with you. I really love talking around self-compassion and helping people, like you said, live the lives that they love. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's so critical, right? It's why we're here. <laughs> we weren't here to toil and, and rant and stress. We're here to flourish. So, well, I'm, I'm curious when I was bringing you onto the show here, we talked about the fact you launched into your your business, your current practice during the pandemic. So exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your practice? Yeah. So my plan when I received my certification in coaching in 2019 was that in five years, so that'd be 2024, I would have my own business, which gave me flexibility ability to travel and just to have more um, opportunities to, to run my own life. My partner's in academia. I want to be able to go with him when he goes places, visit my family. So that was 2019. Right. And um, the pandemic then, happened. <laughs> then everything changed. Okay. So yeah. obviously that affected your timeline. It was well, sped it up. I, I didn't expect ah. that to happen. I, you know, I was working full time as a philanthropic advisor, using my coaching skills to help people have more meaningful conversations around what they wanted to do with their philanthropy and mm -hmm. pandemic hit and all kinds of opportunities came up that were directly related to coaching. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. It really did uh, speed things up and put you in the, you know, in that role 
sounds like in a, really an opportune time for others, though, because we'll talk about this later, but the pandemic really did not create that warm, fuzzy feeling for people. It created just the opposite. So it sounds like it was uh, divine timing for you to jump into this work. And, you know, based on the fact that you've been doing this type of work for well over 20 years, but now recently started your own business, has, has your business mission or vision evolved? during this time since you started your work and you know, officially 2020, what is it? 22, 20, about two years. Yeah. Almost two years ago. It's almost amazing. two years. Yeah. So has your, has your mission or vision evolved? Yeah. I think my mission has evolved. It's gotten more focused. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I first started, I just wanted to coach and I wanted to coach and help as many people as possible. And as I've had the opportunity to coach so many people all over the world, I'm just starting to recognize where I really can provide the most value, um, who I really like working with. And so I'm just getting a little bit more focused on what it is I really want to be coaching on and how I want to be doing that. Mm, nice. Yeah, it does take a little bit to to really hone that, you know, it sounds like the breadth and the depth of your expertise down into who that specific ideal client is that you love working with and making that difference. So, so yeah, I love that uh, process of gaining that, that focus and clarity. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in building your practice? Well, for sure. Right. I mean, well, entrepreneurs don't have roadblocks. Oh, darn. I thought maybe I'm just looking. I know. Businesses. Nope. It's been easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not part of the process, right? We have to no. go through a few, uh, skin our knees a little bit. So, so would you, you know, give us a little bit of insight here on what you've had to face and overcome? Sure. You know, coaching is easy for me, but putting myself out there, you know, trying to, um, you know, close a sale or get somebody to even schedule with me to talk and then express what I can do for them. That could be the hard part, right? I get so into my head um, in those conversations. I start to worry about what they're thinking and what they're wondering, what they need, and can I do it? Mm-hmm. That um, I need to, yeah, I need to figure out how to get out of my head more easily and really mm-hmm. just into my heart and my body so I can really connect with my potential client. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's right up my alley. The sales and marketing component, that is not something that we're born with those skills. It's kind of like riding a bike though. Once you gain the skills, you've, you've got them for life, but the process of learning them can be tricky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christy, you're obviously an expert at helping people identify and work through their own barriers, the things that are keeping them from living their life to their fullest and full love and joy and happiness. But when it comes to the sales and the marketing, it sounds like that's really an area that has provided some of those challenges, you know, and it's, it's quite frankly, a completely different skill set than the work that you do. So is there anything specific that I can support you with in terms of, of that critical area of building a successful business? Yeah, you said it so well, it's such a different skill set, you know, as a coach, I'm there to hold space for somebody else and help them, you know, see themselves. And I don't put myself into that conversation. And I, and I, I think I sometimes struggle with the idea of like in sales, how much am I putting myself in and how much am I um, sort of not, and you're getting the idea here, right? As I'm talking, this is my head. Now, this is me Mm -hmm. starting to struggle with 
what's the right, and that's in air quotes, what's the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And then I just get tied up in knots from there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You try to try to steer the process versus feel into it. Oh, yeah. Very, very well said. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I can, yeah, I can really understand that because you come with so much experience and expertise is something that is so easy for you to see where people are tripping themselves up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I sense that, you know, you can easily overwhelm somebody, right. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the expertise and, oh, it's just, you've got to do this and this and this, but in a, an enrollment conversation or in that space where you are wanting to offer somebody the opportunity to do this deep work together it is a fine balance between, okay, how much do I give them? And what's the balance here so that they see the value of my work and want to invest in themselves? Is that what you're saying in terms of just the worrying and the wondering? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I think what you've said is um, very intuitive. You know, I think what you said is not exactly what I said, but very true. Like, how much do I give away? How much do I not give away? How do I know if they're going to get value out of this? Again, just all in the head, all those, yeah. all those words. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing here, and I would, well, let me ask, would you like a little bit of insight around this? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit, right? <laughs> like, I can tell. Well, let me roll no, my too. So the interesting thing here is, Christy, you have obviously a brilliance in being able to connect with people and advise them, you know, as a philanthropic advisor. You know, that was your role for many years. Well, how can I support somebody to make a difference in a way that is going to fuel them in a way that's going to align with them and just create that satisfaction and that sense of fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. And, and so now in this role of a life coach, it, it has a parallel, but you're getting into a much deeper space, right? (laughs) Human, the human is very complex and there are a lot of layers, right? That that are driving and motivating people and it's not as black and white, but we can think our way through it and make assumptions because we know so much. But here's here's the, the million dollar moment, okay? I'm getting right to the point. When you use the phrase. So how do you feel about that? Hmm. It's a simple phrase, but it allows you uh, to put a pin in, I need to stop talking and I need to start listening and I need to stop thinking what I think and hoping that I'm thinking the right thing and steering this into just giving space to allow this person to, to share. So how does that make you feel? Because your ideal client is not feeling all that great about their life, right? That's why they're, they're taking a stand for themselves and saying, there's more, there's more to this life thing that I'm living. Mm -hmm. I want more. And so it's easy for us to just run through the questions and make it like an intake form. But that keeps us both in our heads, right? Your ideal potential client and yourself. And if you just pause, just put a pin in and say, so 
And so how do you feel about that? Or how does that make you feel? And then stop talking and allow them to lean into that space and, and trust in trust in those listening skills to be the guidance instead of the intellect. Mm -hmm. And it really is a skill that is something to cultivate. So does that land for you? Do you feel any resonance with that? I love that so much. Um, I love the idea of starting to connect with people's feelings around that question because yeah. that's a comfort level for me, but I also love it because it forces me to slow down. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a pin for, for you to, to just slow down and step out of this autopilot mode that is kind of a, an automatic default. Right. Right. It gets you all out of that and without it feeling out of context. I mean, it really is apropos. So, so yeah, yeah, so hopefully that will shift the needle here for you. And I would love to hear, you know, how that, how that lands in a real, you know, real life situation. See if that resonates, how that impacted your potential client in being able to really uh, lean into the value of the work that you do. So, so yeah, be sure to provide me with some feedback. No, and no, I will. You know, Thank you. Think, yeah, absolutely. And thinking about what we talked about when I asked what was the tipping point and, and it, really, it became the catalyst to you jumping into this profound work, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we know it impacted you and your plan, your plan that was all laid out perfectly, mm -hmm. right? And it compacted <laughs> right. the time frame. Well, the pandemic, I mean, it impacted everybody. Uh, it, not there's not one person out there unless they're totally off the grid, right? That it did not impact. And for most people, obviously the health scare, the financial impact because jobs, industries, everything, you know, shifted practically overnight. Um, relationships, um, it just, oh my goodness. It's like throwing everything into the washing machine and, and it started just creating this turmoil. So can you speak a little bit to the impact of the work you do that the pandemic had in terms of your clients, you know, and, and just, you know, how this, the work that you do really maybe was that life, life raft. It's funny. You, you say that it's, it was an analogy I used all the time at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, talking to people, it was, there was such a high level of stress for everybody, so much uncertainty, so much unknown. And every conversation really turned into a conversation about how to manage stress, even mm -hmm. if they were wanting to talk about maybe something happening at work or maybe, you know, the relationship thing, it all came back to how are you managing your stress? And the analogy I would use is that we all we're all in a ocean of a pandemic and we're all in different boats and everyone's boat mm -hmm. looks different. So mm -hmm. let's figure out what your boat looks like and what resources you have and supports you have on your boat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of the pandemic. And it was such a unique experience to talk to people all over the world going through the same thing, again, in different boats, but the same right. thing. And now what I'm observing is um, this, the stress level has gone down a bit. We, we know more. We have a little bit more knowledge and more understanding. Mm -hmm. But there was this massive pause that happened in people's lives. And now they're, they're trying to come out and, and 
I, I think of this as like a return to normal. And again, I'm going to put normal in air quotes again, because what does that even mean? Right. What normal meant before pre-pandemic might not be the same for this person as it is now. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of people questioning, you know, meaning in their lives, what really fulfills them. And even like basic things, like how do I want to show up in the world now? How do I want to use all my resources, including my time and energy? Maybe the things I did before don't serve me anymore. And I want to be more intentional about what I'm doing now. Right. Yeah, it did create that pause. I love, I love how you phrase that. And just, it is, it was a pause, you know, forced pause (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because we, we couldn't spend hours commuting to our work or, you know, go to theater or, you know, entertainment events or social events, you know, just all that time that we was spent was now just, you know, kind of available. So it did provide that opportunity for people to assess. And it was a wake up call. It was really that, you know, opportunity to maybe realize that, you know, what I've been doing isn't, isn't necessarily right. You know, what can I do differently? So, well, Christy, I'm really curious now. Okay. So, so how do you work with people who want to, you know, they want to step into that life, create that life that's fulfilling and, and fuels their, their activity and their dreams and, and uh, really get beyond those limiters. Can you share a little bit more about your philosophy or your approach? Sure. So my, my coaching is really uh, based in, in self-compassion, which is, has three components. And the way I describe them, um, is these three steps, you know, so the first one is to be curious, right. To slow down and start to notice being more mindful, you know, where am I showing up in a way that really lights me up? Where is it not? And almost becoming like a a scientist and collecting data, Mm. you know, that curiosity piece, um, is really important. And the second part is to be connected. And this is remembering that we're not alone. I think a big thing in the pandemic was a lot of people felt very alone. So starting to open that back up again, to feel connected with other people, recognizing that you're not alone and connecting with yourself. And then the third piece is to be kind. This has been hard for the last few years. Pandemic is only one of the major things we've been dealing with. And I think that people... We all, I mean, it's natural. It's the way our brains work that we become hard on ourselves when we're stressed and we need more kindness and we need to start with offering it to ourselves first. So a lot of challenging those stories that people are telling themselves about how they're showing up or what's happening. Um, So be curious, be connected and be kind. Nice. Yeah, I love that. It just makes so much sense. But, you know, in, in the thick of things, it's those just autopilot kind of responses like, oh, God, just, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just, it's like we talked about when I was introducing you, you know, that inner critic, that yeah. constant, you know, chatterbox that's derailing and, you know, uh, creating the opposite of self-compassion, right? So I love that. Be curious, almost take a scientific observation role, uh, you know, to, to just slow down and uh, be more mindful and then be connected uh, instead of put up those barriers. You know, that's so critical of um, just feeling that support. And then um, 
now be kind. That's the ultimate and you know, be kind to self, which is again, not an easy thing. Most people don't learn that in school that it's really important to be kind to yourself. No, we're, we learn how to be critics, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's contradictory to what comes, you know, naturally, unfortunately. So yeah, I love that. Well, how can uh, listeners learn more about you and this great work you're doing? They can go to my website. It's christystuber.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-S-T-U-B as in boy, E-R.com. You also can find me on Instagram and it's christy.stuber is my handle. Okay, perfect. christystuber.com. And uh, you can look in the show notes there for the hyperlinks to her website as well as her Instagram um, platform. So, and that's Christy. What was the Instagram handle again? Christy. Yeah, the Instagram handle is christy.stuber. .stuber. Okay, perfect. All right, Christy. Well, you have really shared so many golden nuggets already through our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time. In looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Yeah, I, I would ask them to to really think about what are they able to control in their situation. As entrepreneurs, there's so many things, right? But right. what is like something we can control? Remembering what is most important, you know, tapping back to why is why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Why is this important to me? And um, and getting connected to other people. That for me, that was a huge step. As entrepreneurs, it can be lonely sometimes especially as coaches, I think maybe because we work on our own usually. And it wasn't really until I got into communities with other coaches and was learning about how they do their business that I started to get the ease of how I wanted to do mine. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Just seeing, seeing how somebody else created something that, um, you know, might align or might prompt some ideas to, um, you know, take things a different direction. You know, we aren't all cookie cutter. So yeah, I, I love that. You know, just getting connected with the, the passion um, is, is always powerful. So yeah, thank you for sharing. That's really great, great advice. And Christy, it's just been so much fun hearing about your journey from your previous career of being that philanthropic advisor uh, to this impactful work you're now doing as a certified life coach, helping people live the lives they desire. So I really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. And thanks for the the insight. I will definitely be pausing and asking other people, how do you feel about that? Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, my pleasure. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Christy Stuber through her website, christystuber.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-S-T-U-B-E-R.com, christystuber.com, as well as uh, check out her Instagram. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high-paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, 
this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me in our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Christy Stuber. And as always, here's to your success.